With rising inflation, bank failures, and massive layoffs across multiple sectors, the future of the economy remains uncertain. It's no wonder the central banks have been getting prepared by stockpiling gold. At ITM Trading, we have spent over 27 years building a team of seasoned researchers and analysts who can help you prepare for any financial crisis. Our experts are ready to provide you with proven strategies to safeguard your wealth and assets in the event of an economic downturn or currency reset, which is frankly inevitable. Don't wait until it's too late. Schedule your free gold and silver strategy call by clicking on the link in the description below. Welcome back, my friends, to The Silent War with your host, Dustin Nemos of Nemos News Network, where we continue with your help to break the cycle of fake news. And that includes fake economic and financial news. And there's nothing more fake right now than everything is okay. Leave your money in the system. So welcome Lynette Zhang back to the program, a friend of the show. She's been on many times. Uh, she's kind of like Grandma Gold in a sense. Um, that's really a summary because it, it, I hope that's not offensive because it really is the way to protect no, her. No, I'm not. And, um, you know, and you've kind of, I've got a sort of a grandmotherly feel with you anyway. And, you know, I'm going to share a video today with you guys uh, before we really dive in. Uh, kind of sharing the, the family and the, the grandkids, so to speak, of the show, My Children. And we're, we're going to go into the garden thing for just a minute. But Lynette, welcome back to the show. I hope you've been well. It's been a while since you've been here and there's so much to talk about. Oh, my God. I, I've been fine and I'm very happy to be here. Um, yeah, a lot of wonderful things have been happening, but I'm excited to see your garden and your children. And mm -hmm. I am a grandmother, so... And I'm going to be 69 in like about a weekish. There are a lot of people in the audience that kind of feel that way too. Um, we, we've they sort of seen my kids grow up, and they've they've kind of felt the interaction and such. I'd love to share this video with you guys just real fast. And we're going to dive into serious, important economic news, which is sort of of a dire nature, and it's not all fun. Uh, so let's start off with something uh, <laughs> somewhat sweet. Here's my little uh, bumper video for what we call unstoppable food here in my backyard. This is something we're, do we're gonna do at the news channel to share uh, some simple farming techniques with beginners, because I'm a beginner. Here we go. Can you see this? Well, you see this? can see it. Okay. Oh, you can't see it? Oh. Well, he's gonna turn the laptop so I can see, I can see it halfway. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's the little one. Enoch. Cute. And the other little ones. <laughs> she is a little gardener. <laughs> Athena is, uh, she eats right out of the garden all the time, too. There's my son, Sebastian. Cute. This whole thing is three times uh, more grown in now. Well, it's so important to, for the kids to have this kind of experience and, and grow up with something that is just normal, right? It is, yeah. And it should be just normal. This this is sort of just a tour, but, um, you know, people should look into doing some of this stuff. It's fun with the family. It's healthy. So increasingly, I just find that I have to feed everything uh, to all of my family animals included from home. And I talk about... And there's the vaccine food, yeah. Selecting plants that are hard to kill or... Maybe dummy proof because I'm kind of a beginner when it comes to gardening. I, I consider myself a beginner. 
Um, I think I'm getting really good at my niche, which is uh, North Florida gardening um, with perennials and permaculture. Welcome back to another episode of Unstoppable Food. Okay, that's it. Um, it's kind of short, but I just wanted to share that with you because it's making progress. And, uh, you know, there is vaccinated food out there and stuff now. So people should be aware of this. Well, you know, Dustin, when I started my urban farm, you know, I was not a gardener or, uh, you know, a farmer by nature. It really wasn't, but I'm definitely an economist and I've been in these markets on some level sure. since 1964. And there is absolutely zero doubt in my mind, but that 2008, and we've talked about this, that that's really when the system died. And I knew, I mean, I was living in a little two bedroom condo because I was getting ready to retire. And, you know, I could just lock the door and off I go. And, you know, I had plans. And then 2008 happened. And, you know, I mean, I have been watching what I eat and, and I've been organic before it was a popular thing to do. So I had that anyway, and I already didn't trust the food supply because I'm telling you, in the real world, apples don't look perfect and shiny. You know, it's just not the way that it works, yeah, right? That's true. Um, and so I already didn't trust the food chain. But then when 2008 happened, and I absolutely knew that the system died then, I also knew because of my studies that food becomes the single biggest issue for most people during these transitions. And like you mentioned, I'm a grandmother, you know, I'm a mother and I don't want anybody to be hungry. I mean, that, that is a personal thing for me. So that's when I bought this property, which is in the center of Phoenix and dead set in the central Phoenix. And I pulled out the lawn and I started putting in food and figuring out how to do this, you know, like you, um, might take you less time than it took me. But, um, no. you know, now when 2000, when 2020 hit and the food, it was hard to get food, let alone toilet paper or anything else, it was not an issue for me. Yeah. What became an issue was the fact that there were riots near my house in central Phoenix at the Capitol. And there were riots in Scottsdale near my children's homes. And I thought that that was the whole Right. So every time everybody's got holes in what they do, uh, because if I had a bug out location, I had some place that I could have gone. We knew that this was going to be happening. I would have just gotten all of us up there where we would be far away from all of it and safe, et cetera. So, um, you know, it took a while to find it, but I'm, I'm glad that I did because yeah. the system died in 2008 and was put on life support, but that life support is going away too. And they've popped the biggest debt bubble in history, a 41 year trend cycle. Yeah. And it, it, it's done. I mean, it's over. It's just that the masses don't know about it yet. Uh, yeah. And I want to get your opinion on what's happening with this East West divide and the BRICS nation standing up to the West and, and sort of offering supposedly a gold backed alternative and, and what's happening with the whole, there's, there's a, there's adversarial uh, competition now, as I see it, although I don't, you know, I don't trust who's pulling the strings necessarily, 
but there's there's a there's another player in the in in town so to speak and we're definitely no longer the world reserve currency not really no no and and actually you know the fed had to start buying back the debt in 2000 anyway so you know really the writing was on the wall then as well it's just if they can make these things happen really slowly number one they become the the public's norm so they don't realize the change is happening they don't realize that inflation is robbing them of their wealth and of their work and so they remain in the system and they have that normalcy bias and it's really really dangerous and to your point i mean i i would not want to sit here and say for sure that it's them against us because this is a global issue and everybody is really in the same boat as as far as the the unpayable debt levels and you know and you bring up the BRICS nations and the so I may or may not know exactly what you're talking about please get more specific because certainly they didn't back the currency with gold the new current the BRICS currency with gold they can't they have to burn off all of this debt in order to do that but is the power is the financial power shifting 100 percent i mean saudi arabia which is the really the entire reason why the u.s even retained the semblance of world reserve currency is part of the BRICS now and you have russia that is also part of the oil producing countries so i mean don't hold me to this but i do believe that um, it's also Iran, and there's another Middle Eastern country that wants to go into it. And and if they do, and where they already were, so that means that they will control, don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure that it's 42% of oil, of the global oil production. So I don't know, yeah. do you think they might have a little bit of say in manipulating that price higher? Sure, yeah. And I think mostly it's rumor mongering that's going around um, trying to claim that it's going to be gold backed. I haven't seen anything concrete, but I've seen numerous reports and reporters discussing it. And it's it's almost like it's tying into this, um, uh, there's a strange Sara Jasara stuff, people basically saying we're, we're all gonna get free money and everything's gonna be bailed out and it's all gonna be hunky-dory and it's just not gonna happen. But you know, there's this aspect of people out there who are, who are basically convinced. So, you know, there's that strain as well. So, you know, obviously uh, there, there's a bit of a, a war going on. So there's an adversarial nature well, there is. to begin with. So, I, you know, that's probably not what started all this. As you said, this was already baked into the cake a long time ago. But usually when there's a breakdown, there's a war to cover the breakdown and to cover all of the pain and suffering that people have to go through. So we're there. Exactly. And, uh, you know, supposedly there's sort of an East and there's a West happening with like Russia, China and, and India. And I think Saudi Arabia is on their Maybe. team now as well. And the West. And, and, you know, the West seems to be just sort of shooting itself in the foot largely. And the East is kind of making better decisions. But frankly, um, I, I think we're just sort of being destroyed and imploded uh, by traders. But that's a whole different topic. So. Oh, well, no, I mean, you know, that that's all part of the same topic because. Yeah. When Wall Street becomes more important than Main Street, you got a problem. And that financialization, that shift to turn everything, everything, everything into a trading product 
means that in reality, it's Wall Street that's dictating the prices. Yeah. It's not supply and demand, which is what we're trained to think. So, you know, other than pirate booty uh, buried somewhere in a cave that no one knows about, uh, like something in a book, how do people stay safe? I mean, I, I want you to basically just you're, you're in charge of this one. Um, you're much more up to date on these topics than I am. I've been working on some documentaries and stuff, so I'm, I'm not even pretending to be up to date on the financial affairs right now. So you lead the way, please. OK, well, you know, I mean, how can people stay safe? You're, you're doing it right. It's food, water energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, arguably the most important part, and shelter. These are all the things that we need to sustain a reasonable standard of living. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I recently got back from Australia and I went there uh, and, and I did three different conventions. And the first one was on gold miners. And that was like three days. And it was it was fabulous. And I did my normal dog and pony and, you know, get, you know, had it geared toward the audience, which were mostly miners and, and things like that. But then afterwards, I had two other events that I did. And they were actually an evening with me and they were put on by Brian and Daryl over as good as gold. Cool. And I had put together this great dog and pony for them, you know, my normal stuff. But when I got up to the podium, to be honest with you, I threw it out. And I said, you know what? You have all the materials. You can look at it. You know, if you need more of that, go on the channel. You guys know me. But what I realized was that I really found my voice in Australia. And what I started to talk about, which is something that I do talk about, but I, I'm now really seeing this more and more and, and how important this is, is coming together in community. Because if we do not come together in community, we do not have a chance of stopping these central banks and the full surveillance economy and the full surveillance society that they have in mind for us. Yeah. You will own nothing and be happy. You won't be happy or if else. you own nothing and you have to rent everything. Yeah, there's an or else in there they don't mention. That's the silent or else. Right. But if you're Klaus's dependent clause. on the system, if you hold all your... I'm sorry? In, Klaus, in Klaus's claws, <laughs> Klaus Schwab's claws, yes. hidden claws of the uh, you shall, you know, uh, um, own nothing and eat the bugs and be happy and all that nonsense basically coming out of the World Economic Forum right now. Oh, exactly. And I, I just did a piece. I don't know when it's going to be released, but I just did a piece because I came across in the World Economic Forum, the battle for your brain. And how, you know, the technology, not just to monitor everything that you're thinking, but to manipulate your actions based on what you're thinking. That technology already exists. And they and and they're introducing it via wearables, and you know a lot of people are used to wearing the watch, the sleep aids, and yeah. and mostly the uh, oh that's coming out on on ten twelve. This video is coming out on the the twelfth of October, um, but mostly 
keeping things as normal for the public as possible. So the ones that really caught my attention are the earbuds. Because well, yeah. I see people, I don't use them, but I see people with those things in like constantly. Sure. So if you have them in and how convenient is it for you to not have to type on your laptop or even swipe, just think what you yeah. want to come out on the computer or the movements and make it happen. But then again, you're also getting music through those earbuds. And I mean, they're reading everything and controlling everything. And hey, you get rewards if you do it right. You get punished if you do it wrong. They have a way that they can buzz you if you're not going in the direction that they want you to. I mean, you are talking about absolute 100% control. And yeah. a lot of corporations, Amazon, a number of corporations in China and, and around the world have already been, been making employees. Amazon tests a lot of their technology on their employees before they sell it mm. to the general public. Um, they also have you wearing these, I think it's called EEGs or something like that. Um, hats that monitor your brain. And if you're too fatigued, they'll send you home. They'll do this. They'll do that. So people are getting used to it. Yeah. And I know the goal, even though this wasn't the state of gold, but she did mention the fact that, you know, well, you can say, I don't like this and you can just quit. Right. But what if every company is making you do that? I can tell you, my company is not going to make anybody do that because yeah. I feel so strongly against it. But it, it takes us all back to the importance of community. The grocery stores because certainly, community supports yeah. each other. They're going to try to force people through like the, the grocery stores. And if you're in a city, you may not have a choice. It's either eat or, or sort of do what they say. Um, you know, I also want to add to what you're talking about. I've seen technologies like tattoos that change color if you're sick. Um, and can be used to not only track you and report on you and hold information about you that can be stolen from a distance with Radio Shack type technology, uh, just like uh, certain types of credit cards and stuff. And then I've also, you know, I've got some concerns about uh, Elon Musk working on mind control interface technology and also satellites or satellites circling the, uh, the earth. So we've also got yeah. that. And that's not a good combination either. I don't trust him at all with that. Um, and I've, I've actually and that's got implanted. Yeah, I've got and they're Starlink. starting to run trials like right now. And and yeah. the question in the article that I was reading said, you know, said, you know, follow this link to participate in these trials. You know what? And and there, I've there actually, will be people that will do that. I've got the Starlink right here because I actually had to get it for Internet because I just can't do anything anymore. And it even has the 5G right there in the paperwork. So mm -hmm. it's, it's capable of that. It's got a pretty thick cable. It can put out a lot of power. Um, I don't, I don't trust the Wi-Fi system around my children and I don't, I don't trust what signals they may activate. So um, we, we know for sure, actually, and it sounds full conspiratorial, but we know for sure um, I can refer you to the, the, the Prather show. There was an interview with, a, um, I forget their names, but a, a lawyer of, of some renown and also a, a medical attorney type, a, a, a doctor type. And they basically tore into the legalese behind the whole pandemic, pandemic stuff. And there are certain types of things that they're preparing for, like Marsburg, Marburg outbreaks, zombie apocalypse, which is not really people coming back from the dead, 
but it's, it's diseases that are embedded in some of these injectables that can be activated with pulses from 5G that are encapsulated in lip, lipid nanoparticles, which just sort of sit there until they get hit and activated. And then they can basically turn those people into uh, a disease-ridden virus that will be uh, aggressively biting people. It shuts down, it deletes certain genes that, that, um, that basically turns them into an animalistic biter. So it would look a lot like a zombie apocalypse. And this is a little insane sounding until you get into the paperwork. And that's exactly what the military is training for. It's exactly what they've basically, uh, they've already written this into what they're prepared for. And I don't understand all the laws around it, but check out the Prather interview. Um, you know, it was, it was uh, compelling. So if there are latent diseases that they can activate with signals, um, then maybe they can just take you out quietly if you don't comply with these things as well. Of course, they, you know, if they have control of how you think, they can really do anything they want and they can get you to comply if you are compliant enough to get it to begin with. And I bring it full circle back to the importance of what you're doing in building community and being as self-sufficient, as independent as possible. That's the same thing that I'm doing with, you know, both my Phoenix property, which is highly visible and highly accessible to yeah. my bug out location, which is, I have Starlink there too. Not so visible, yeah. accessible to a few, um, not so accessible to, to, to most, but you know, doing everything, I'm doing everything up there to make sure that I can take care of and feed 40 people. And that's important. And I also know actually more than that. Hmm? Yeah, that's important. It, it is important. And but I know so more than do. that. I'm, I'm working on having the ability to feed the whole surrounding town as well. Yeah. Because cool. they're going to protect you if you bring value well, to you them. You caught the garden bug, didn't you? It's a lot of fun once you get no. into it. Um, no. It, 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 I did not catch the garden bug, but I definitely caught the prepping bug because yeah. I see the handwriting on the wall. Sure. And I'm trying to grow get, enough. I don't like it when people are hungry. Yeah. I, I'm trying to do the same. I'm trying to grow enough for people in, in excess and such, but on a smaller scale, I don't have the kind of space and equipment, but certainly for, for a dozen families or more. Um, and that's a lot out of a small garden. I mean, we're only really dealing with two acres here. I mean, we're, we're doing a sort of super productive permaculture setup. Um, and it's, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Growing upward vertical, at least seven layers and we're adding in mushrooms and uh, we're, we're doing, mm -hmm. um, all sorts of things like companion planting and um, uh, we're adding in sort of remineralization of the soil. We're adding in uh, yes. extra copper, which is sort of unusual, but we do that too. We're, uh, we're looking actually ironically and adding a little silver dust and experimenting with that because there have been incredible results uh, adding that particular mineral back into the soil too. A lot of times there's just things that are lacking in the soil that boost the plants dramatically. People have had some incredible results uh, using copper tools or adding in copper. Uh, I've hit at least uh, like 15 different minerals that are sort of lacking in general soil, including like boron and some of the other things. And it, it really gives the plants an edge when it comes to growth uh, and disease resistance, pest resistance. And I've had almost no problems. Yeah. It's just, uh, otherwise all I have is sand and, and a little bit of manure <laughs> to work with. But right. um well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we just, I don't know, I don't know about the silver dust, 
For one thing, um, I like my plumbing going through copper, so I get a little more copper too. Sure. Plants get copper as well. Uh, but I did just get a colloidal silver machine, which was not very expensive. Yeah. And we've made a bunch of colloidal silver. We could make more. I mean, that's yeah. not that it's not hard at all. Yeah. Trace and, um, that could be a good way to water them. It could be. Absolutely. You gave me an idea there. That's, that's a good way to do it. I'm actually, I kind of invented something. Um, I, I'm working on an invention, which is basically a nitrogen injector to make it easy to, to fertilize plants. Um, there are others out there, but mine is kind of a low tech fancy way of doing it on the garden, uh, making your own liquids and stuff to inject it. So um, most of the time you have to buy the liquid and continue buying it. That's the, that's the hiccup for that system. You have a fish? Um, we don't you have a yet. pond. We have two ponds. I haven't added in that system yet. I want to add in honey. I want to add in fish. I want to add in a solar system. There's things I still want to do. Haven't gotten well, the, to. The fish will give you constant fertilizer. Yeah, but I can't send it through a sprinkler system usually because it might clog the system. Yes, you can. You can. Really? Yes, you can. Okay. Talk to Morgan. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I mean because Thank we you. take you know I've got I put in five ponds and I'm on half an acre. I'm, I'm not a beginner. On two acres. <laughs> right. And, um, but we will bring the, the level of the ponds down and use that water. And they just, huh. you know, I kind of tried to strategically cool. locate my ponds so that I could hit all the different areas and they just pump it out into the different areas. That's a good way to do it. My ponds are pretty mm -hmm. far, but I could do that. That's, that's a neat way to, uh, to do that. I, I definitely want to add in some things like fish and stuff. Um, Lynette, I want to give you uh, kind of a, the last floor. I, I know you have um, you're, you're very busy schedule these days and people want to talk to you nonstop and it, we have to work months in advance to get you on the show. So I'm going to give you a few minutes to kind of um, take us wherever you want to and then I'll close it out and give you final words. Okay. Um, you know, what I would 100% want people to know is that the 41-year debt cycle they have popped that bubble. And once you pop it, it's not going back into the tube. This is a global issue. The debt levels are ridiculous. I mean, they say that we owe now our debt levels of non-self-liquidating debt. I mean, this is just the money that the government bars to keep the, the government running. So it, it is not making money to pay this debt off is north of 33 trillion. In 2009, we were at 13 trillion because I did a study and so much of that debt is compounding interest. And every single bank, every single corporation, and I, when I say banks, I mean the central banks as well, because of what they've done with the interest rates, rapidly rising them so yeah. that the market value of what they're holding has done a massive dumperuski. They want us to think that everything is okay, that they solved the issues with the regional banks back in March and April. That's not an issue anymore. I mean, who hears about anything of that? But the reality is, is there has to be, has to be, has to be derivative bets. So bets against interest rates, which are the highest category that are exploding, that are being kept hidden from us. But that's not always going to be true. And I don't think we have that much more time. When I look around at what's happening, it isn't just wars that are hiding the transition of the, from one monetary system to the next monetary system. 
these things happen all the time. You see what's happening with energy, with civil rights, with uh, women's lib, I mean, or, or female issues, the Me Too movement, and it, it's broadened out, right? Inflation, markets, everything that is typical around a currency regime shift is occurring right now because we are already in transition. If the powers that be, the central banks and the governments have their way, it will be even worse when we enter that full surveillance economy and that full, I mean, look, you're talking, you're, you've got your phone in your wallet, in your pocket, and you say, gee, I'm really thinking about this widget. And don't you know, like two seconds later, you're bombarded with ads for that widget. So yep. we already don't have privacy. Don't comply. We have to come together in community, both locally, like even around where you are, you know, what else can you do to build that community even stronger? And globally, we have to come together globally. It's one of the reasons why Australia was so important to me. And I found my voice talking about community because I really realized that our only chance of stopping what they have in mind for us is by us all coming together and saying no. Yep. One of the ways that you say no is you vote with your wallets. So if you keep all your wealth in this in the fiat money system, that's your vote. And you get to everybody's got to do what they're comfortable doing. Yeah. But I'm telling you, according to the Bank for International Settlements, which is the biggest, most important bank on the planet is the central bank or central bank. They state very clearly that only gold is the only financial asset that runs no counterparty risk. That's why central banks don't like it for you and me, but they're buying more gold than they have the first half since yeah. tracking of it began. Why? Our, our Zoom is about to cut. I just want to say thank you for coming on the show today. And Lynette, it's, it's always great to hear from you. Um, we appreciate your insight. Check out nemosnewsnetwork.com slash gold to check out our affiliate link with ITM Trading and buy some gold and silver. Get ready so that you have some barterability and purchaseability. And um, thank you all. Thank you, Lynette, for your time as well. Um, thank we'll you see for you. having me on. We're going to rebook you and get you back on as soon as we can uh, for an update. And I, I